Hello, pediatric surgery family. I'm M. Tom Bash, a research fellow from Cincinnati Children's Hospital Medical Center. And along with Stay Current, we are sharing knowledge to improve child health around the globe. Today, our team is going to deliver the articles that you should know about. We have four papers today. First three of them are from the Journal of Pediatric Surgery, and the last one is from Pediatric Surgery International. We don't have much time, so let's start. Our first paper titled The Hidden Mortality of Pediatric Thyroid Violence by Theodoro et al. And this paper is summarized by Ellen Ensisco. She's a research fellow at Cincinnati Children's Hospital. In this study, the authors looked at pediatric trauma patients presenting to a level one trauma center with gunshot wounds or MVCs between 2009 and 2019. They also looked at the California Department of Public Health's overall injury surveillance tool between 2006 and 2015, again for pediatric patients sustaining gunshot wounds or MVCs. Of the patients presenting to their institution, they found that gunshot wound victims were more likely to require immediate surgery and had increased mortality. They found that gunshot wound victims were 7.8 times more likely to die than MVC victims. In the statewide data, they found that the case fatality rate for gunshot wound victims was higher than that for motor vehicle collisions. And they found that the case fatality rate increased from 2006 to 2015. The authors concluded, as others have, that firearm injuries are more lethal in children than MVCs and we need to do something about it. Here's our second paper. Interfacility Helicopter Transport to a Tertiary Pediatric Trauma Center by Patterson et al. This paper is summarized by Brittany Levy. She's a research fellow at Cincinnati Children's Hospital as well. This study is talking about healthcare utilization in pediatric trauma. If kids are emergently flown, are they then undergoing emergency interventions? So how'd they figure that out? They looked at 10 years of data, which turned out to be about 8,800 pediatric trauma patients, which were transported either by helicopter or ground transport to pediatric trauma centers. Then the authors looked to see the urgency of interventions for those kids. So what did they find? Well, they did find that kids that were transported via helicopter did have a higher injury severity score and 1.3% of them did require an emergency operation. Only 0.2% of the kids transported by ground needed that. So overall, yes, kids transported via helicopter did need an emergency intervention more frequently than kids transported by ground, but 98.7% of them didn't. So we might be overutilizing helicopter transport. Perfect. Next, we have our third paper of the day. To be or not to be? Is routine endotracheal intubation necessary for successful bedside reduction and primary closure of gastroschisis? By Miara et al. This paper is summarized by Rod Gerardo. He's a general surgery resident at Wright State University and a former research fellow at Cincinnati Children's Hospital. In this study, the researchers looked at the Canadian Association of Pediatric Surgery Network for pediatric patients with gastroschisis who underwent a bedside reduction enclosure. Then they compared the patients who were intubated and those who were not intubated. What did they find? There was no significant difference in the rate of successful primary closure between intubated and non-intubated neonates. And the last one is from Pediatric Surgery International. It is time for tech and pediatric trauma. Unveiling Meaningful Alterations in Children Who Undergo Massive Transfusion by Phillips et al. 
This paper is summarized by Cecilia Hijena. She is also a research fellow at Cincinnati Children's Hospital. This is a retrospective study from 2015 to 2018. They evaluated 117 patients from two trauma centers. They compared the tech analysis from the patients who received massive transfusions from those who didn't. They found that patients with massive transfusions had shortened alpha angles, maximum amplitude values, and lower platelet counts. The use of tech may help to identify hemorrhagic trauma patients that will benefit from cryoprecipitate or platelet transfusions. Check the link in the description below to read each paper. We hope you liked this episode. Please follow us on social media, give us a rating, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. And don't forget to download our Stay Current app on App Store or Play Store for more content. Thank you for listening. Cincinnati Children's Hospital and Stay Current are sharing knowledge to improve child health around the globe.